0: because I think that sometimes the non ADHD spouse also needs to understand how do I understand this ADHD that my partner has, you know, and, I don't think that we should be using ADHD as an excuse. It is not an excuse. It is an explanation for the challenges we're yeah. having. Yes. Right? Like, yes. And anytime uh, Alex says, sorry, I have ADHD, I can't do that, you have my permission, just punch him in the arm. All right. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, no I've told you that. You know,
1: yeah, been... yeah.
0: ADHD Rewired, episode 238. This is the show designed for those of us with really good intentions, but a slightly wandering attention. My name is Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, coach, and speaker. The website is ADHDrewired.com. We know that starting is the hardest part, so let's get started. But first, let me tell you about this. October is ADHD Awareness Month, and the ADHD community has already started gathering online at the 9th Annual ADHD Awareness Expo. Some of the world's leading experts will be joining us by video to share their favorite tips and strategies on how to live successfully with ADHD. The ADHD Awareness Expo will also be featuring products and services in the online exhibit hall. It's awesome, it's going on all month long, and it's free to register. Go to ADHDExpo.com slash ADHD Rewired. That's ADHDExpo.com slash ADHD. ADHD Rewired. See you there. Support for this podcast comes from the alumni of ARC 13, Section 1. ARC is ADHD Rewired Coaching.
2: Before I joined this group, I was starting to feel hopeless. I joined this group in short because my life was falling apart. Before this group, I flew by the seat of my pants with no concrete planning or structure. I always had difficulty with simple things. Mm. Difficult things came easy to me, but simple things were a problem, like not forgetting your money at the store. i had just been diagnosed with ADHD. I was fired from my job. My marriage was in shambles. It was starting to really destroy my life and also breaking my partner's life, which was even worse. I just felt like every single day was, was a struggle for me. Just getting ready in the morning. I thought if it was taking me five to 10 minutes, it was 30 to 40 minutes. <laughs> I learned that I was not alone. That was something I knew in my head because I've read all the books. Listen to all the podcasts, but it wasn't until I participated in the group that it became Heart Knowledge.
1: It's so cool to be able to show up without having to pretend to be different.
2: And knowing that you're not alone. I realize that it's not just me, it's it's like this in this world. I would not have broken the first layer in self-acceptance, which I've been working on for a long time. (laughs) With no success, this is the first thing that I have endeavored in that's actually brought me success. I can see the changes in everyone. I, I see where you guys started, where we were like just kind of drinking out of the water hose at the beginning and everyone, everyone's doing great now. Like I I definitely see the change in everyone and, and like I'm really proud of everyone for everything we've been able to accomplish. I was struck by how difficult this course was, but also the fact that I and the rest of the people here were able to get through it, it really does embody the we can do hard things,
1: a motto. There have been tools and skills, but it's gone beyond. Planning, scheduling, accountability, the structured
2: accountability is
3: huge. With that kind of structure in place, I'm now able to help others. What a transformation.
2: I have so much more confidence in my competence now. I got curious with a group of people who get it, who really get it. And we held each other's hands and we walked through it all together. This group is like a safety net with everyone connected hand to shoulder to heart. I came into it wanting practical tools, but I walked away with friends and knowledge and a peeling of another layer of the onion. I didn't realize how much healing would take place on the inside and how much I would gain just in terms of confidence. And I couldn't have done that without you guys. You know, a lot of this class has been about courage in so many different ways and on so many different levels. Through that, as Jorge said, we've all watched each other do hard things solved a 13-year problem. I was showing up early. I was pretty calm. My shoulders were back. I literally became a better employee. This group is like a really effective cough syrup. It's hard to swallow at first. and You almost don't want to do it But it works wonders. If you're thinking about joining this group and you're hesitating because even the thought of scheduling the interview gives you anxiety, but you've listened to Eric's podcast and relate, then I would say take the risk because I was terrified and I was terrified to show up, but I have never been more grateful that I showed up for anything in my life. If you're thinking of joining this group because your life is in shambles like mine was, join this group. Eric Tivers, he's a fountain of knowledge. He has a proven system. It works. Look at everyone that's been through this program. He's changed our lives. He can change yours too. If you're thinking about joining this group, take a deep breath, close your eyes, and jump.
0: Jump on over to coachingrewired.com, and RSVP for our first information and early registration event for our winter groups. We're doing this Thursday, October 4th at 1 p.m. Central. Take $150 off the cost of registration when you register during early registration. Celebrate ADHD Awareness Month by investing in your growth. Make 2019 your best year yet. Give yourself the gift of coaching and that 2019 be the year you get your ADHD rewired. And if you're catching this after October 4th, check the website for additional registration dates. Come join us for a coaching experience that will change your life. To RSVP for this information and early registration event for ADHD Rewired's 15th season of coaching and accountability groups, go to coachingrewired.com. That's coachingrewired.com. One last time, coaching. rewired com welcome back to another episode of adhd rewired we have today in the it's not the virtual studio it's the it's my office uh we have two people um a couple months ago i sent out a call to people who are in relationships that we wanted uh to to be able to have conversations uh, with with you and uh So we have Alex and um, I'm going to just read your bio here real quick. That's fine. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Alex is a proud husband to his wife who's sitting right next to him of eight years and is a father to a five-year-old and a two-year-old boy and girl. He teaches middle school special education in the western suburbs of Chicago. His practice of daily mindfulness and meditation has had a profound effect on his life, and he greatly appreciates the power of music in all aspects of our our lives. His ADHD witness story, I haven't read this yet, his ADHD witness story uh, comes into focus in uh, 2008 and has given him clear hindsight into the myriad failures, and successes prior and guided him. I'm not sure if uh, Alex read this one either.
3: I don't think the last line was probably edited. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All
0: right, so uh, let's skim through a little bit. He, uh, The most recent stage of his ADHD journey began mm-hmm. with the 12th season of the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group and has made him realize that there are they get cut off in the margins something things and has already achieved in his life and most importantly that he can continue to set seemingly impossible goals and reach them and then in parentheses he says he may have also spent an hour writing this bio <laughs> I'm not editing it. But not editing, but not it. editing it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, we have, uh, and we have Allison.
1: Hi, yes. Allison, Thank why don't you.
0: you share just a little bit about who you are, since uh, yeah. um, your husband, you know...
1: Obviously, a <laughs> that himself, out. But <laughs> about it. you. I probably should have edited it. my own anyway, <laughs> if I made it up myself. But no, Alex and I have been known each other since 2008, but I am a mental health nurse actually in the suburbs here and been in, worked in mental health for, gosh, 16 years. And we have, again, two beautiful children that take up all my time and energy and thoughts. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you for being here and for making the drive. All right. So um, where, where should we start? So we were actually just chatting before we hit record about uh, yeah. how you guys met.
1: Yeah.
3: Yes. That's kind of a fun story. You want to, want to share that? Yes, I can share that story again. Uh not again. I don't know why I'm saying that. But anyway, uh yes, I can uh I I first met Ali when I was working at a uh, therapeutic day school um in the western suburbs and basically what attracted me to her is she was kind of mysterious and as somebody with ADHD we always like to uh, seek out new things that can excite us, and not knowing things is one of those triggers, so <laughs> what, what um, in was, a weird what way. What was
0: mysterious about her?
3: Um, I think it was she was introverted, but I could also sense confidence, too, so I was kind of I was enamored by that. I don't know if that's the best word to use, but it was intriguing, so, you know. And then... We started dating, I don't know, within that year, and, you know, the rest is kind of history. She only got to know me um, without ADHD for about, well, when I started there, it was like two years you knew me, kind of, but we dated for about a year and a half before I was even diagnosed um, and became medicated, so that seems like a different person from ages ago. And I'll, I'll emphasize, we did we did meet in a behavioral health setting, but we were not patients. We were employees <laughs> of the behavioral yeah. health setting. So <laughs> um, I worked at the school and she worked in the outpatient. Um, so we actually had, uh, that was kind of our common interest that actually held us. Uh, uh, that was kind of one of the initial things that kind of brought us together um, in that regard. And I think one of the things that kept us together is she's very thoughtful and... Uh, sensitive and aware of her emotions i am thoughtful sensitive and completely unaware of my emotions (laughs) well not really unaware but less able to handle them in a mature fashion And i think um, that was another thing that kind of over the long term has attracted me to her so um i've learned a lot from her so uh (laughs) thank you yeah.
0: Allison. how was um share with us a little bit so it's been about ten years you said. The first two years there was no diagnosis, so uh there was some, I don't know, raging ADHD. Um what was <laughs> what was it like you know, comparing uh pre and post uh not just diagnosis, but um was is that also is that when you started medication around the time you were diagnosed?
3: Yeah, yeah. It was very soon after, yeah.
1: I can't think of anything like Toll specifically, because this seems like a lifetime ago, really. But I do remember our conversations got much more fulfilling for me to be able to sit and actually have uh, longer, more meaningful conversations. I Because I, I remember like, sometimes if he's off or like he has to pick up a prescription, maybe he hasn't had his meds for a few days, I can tell even now, like the big difference between just our communication between med- medicated and unmedicated. But I can tell you, I th- truly think that part of what attracted me to Alex was had, some of that has to do with his ADD, the way his mind works, the way his uh, even the attention is off. But it's uh, interested in so many things and smart. Um, so that really attracted me to him. Is And that's part of his ADD. Maybe HD. So before
0: uh, before we hit record here, we were we were yeah. talking, and he said um, the the first day that Alex was on medication, he was you were having a party at your house or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was New Year's Eve. Yeah, <laughs> and he did something that made you cry. Oh yeah, the-
1: I actually remember like <laughs> happening. Alex was living on his own, his first place on his own. And it was a little condo and uh, been over there many times, obviously. And Alex decided to have a New Year's Eve party, first real party, everyone over. And I came over early because I thought, you know, I'm going to have to help him, you know, get set up and everything. And I walked into the apartment and it was like sparkling clean. And I just I actually cried. <laughs> I actually like broke down and not like sobbing, but I was like, oh, my gosh, I was so like, he's capable. He did it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was it was funny.
3: I note that that was the last time it was sparkling clean before my wife moved in. (laughs) Yes, probably. So,
0: (laughs) What what was was that like? Do you remember what that was like for you? Like her reaction?
3: Um, I think, you know, that's interesting you asked. I never really thought of it from that angle. It, It was overwhelming in a good way. I don't remember getting like choked up myself, but I was like, I remember kind of having an epiphany like, oh, this is what it feels like to like get something done. And then somebody notice it and then react to that thing. And then that emotion, that reaction is not something negative. So it was in that regard. Yes. Um, I had benefited from my, my, you know, I have family members who've had it, who have it, and they were a little more sensitive to me and the way I acted. But outside of that though, um, it was just interesting. The self-critic, I think the self-critic, the, the inner a-hole yeah. say were you whispering like can you swear yeah. Yeah. like yes okay <laughs> the inner asshole the itty bitty shitty committee disappeared for a moment and <laughs> that was uh, a relief um, in that regard if I reflect on that correctly
0: so uh, how long ago did you guys get married 2010
1: so, yeah. In July, so, yeah, we just get so, her eight, yeah. eight years.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to ask you hard questions. Yeah,
1: like, no, I know, right now. Come on now. It's <laughs> like, all
3: right. She already said, exactly she already said I've heard. known Alex <laughs> since 2008. She's actually known me since 2005, so. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. She's <laughs> <laughs> trying to block those years out. It's okay. It was Not the first sentence yours, you said. Yeah. It was probably an awkward, first awkward sentence.
0: <laughs> it is funny that, that I think back to my own, you know, uh, growing up, because I wasn't diagnosed until I was 19. And... I don't have I feel like I don't have a lot of memories from like pre medication. No. And you know, and when we think about like what we you know learning, you know, and, and and memory, like attention is you need attention for any learning to take place. Yes. Right? So it's you know, we talk about encoding yeah. Things are going to get encoded if you're not paying attention nope. to what you want to get encoded. Just be, being in a physical proximity to something, even if someone's talking, doesn't mean it's actually getting into our our brain. So I I have to think about how to like. I don't remember. I, I mean, there's either. so much of my childhood that I'm like, oh, I have I no either. idea.
3: I don't either. I can't remember. No, I spaced out a lot. I had teach my teachers. I remember my my parents, I vividly remember my parents saying to me, the teacher said, you know, he, I think it was my second grade teacher. You know, he just, he just stares off, but he does fine. He gets A's and B's and, you know, so, but during that time, now I reflect on it. And I've talked to Ellie about this before. I realize how much I was missing of the social stuff though. I, I mean, I, uh if something fell on my lap and announced itself, I probably wouldn't have got it for a social cue. So reflecting on that, that's sometimes hard to do, but, it, you know, to look back there and say, how much did I miss? Yeah. What well, could I have experienced then? But that's counter productive to do that but it does it is kind of and actually when i do it now it's more for a dopamine hit because it's exciting to think about so (laughs) it's just like oh come you know but it also helps me differentiate between where i am now where i was then because if i was that version myself as an adult i mean i always wonder it's like i probably wouldn't be married or it would have taken me many more years and maybe i would only had one kid instead of two you know and You know it's kind of weird to think about in high school. I literally middle school and high school. I just forget. I did do remember one thing though. I did move between my seventh and eighth grade year from New Jersey to Illinois. Now that was that was a big thing that I do remember. But what about that that? was just I think any I think any I think it wasn't an ADHD thing. It was just it was just a big large change. Um, and actually, for my ADHD, it might have been good because it was pr- it was a exciting big change. But it was very emotionally exhausting. I think it would be for anybody ADHD or not. But
0: moving sucks from my experience. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> w- when I, when I moved last year, it was I think yeah. gonna, I put that at the top of like the one of the hardest, probably most traumatic things I went through because yeah. it was you know I, I moved house and business all at uh-huh. the same time, and it was oh well. oh it sucked. I'm going to hopefully yeah. not have to do that
3: again. Moving. Yeah. Moving is, is just, yeah, I'm not a big fan either. <laughs> I had a roommate in college. He said my I had two roommates, one roommate came to me two weeks before school started and said, Oh, so, you know, Rob is, Rob's moving out. Like what? And his uncle like ran the property. So we were getting like a cheap discount. And he said, Oh, just tell Alex he'll be okay with it or whatever. Um, and we had to move literally like the week before we my other second roommate had to go get we had to go get an uh, <gasps> apartment we had to do this I wound up because my friend was my roommate was working I wound up moving all of it everything myself <thumbnagasps> and it was yeah it was awful and that was before I was medicated and so anyway I don't know where that came from that was a little 80 <laughs> moment <up> there <laughs> for you guys now
0: we're coming back out of the <laughs> rabbit hole uh. Hello, everyone. (laughs) So, uh, you know, Allison shared with me before we record that she has not really heard much of this podcast at all. You said you listened to like fifteen minutes of one episode. Yeah. So, um, so I wanted
1: to be surprised.
0: (laughs) That that I think we can probably uh, accommodate. Um, What? Tell me a little bit about kind of the, the the that back and forth, just the relationship of. You know, sharing responsibilities at home, parenting, um, uh, you know, household stuff, um, and how you know, because in, in in some ways, I think about relationships. There's there's you and there's and your partner. And there's ADHD. Absolutely. So how does that... um why don't you just sh- share with us a little bit about how that plays out for you guys? And
3: Let it all out, honey. Oh,
1: well, thank you for that. <laughs> the look
0: of like, oh, I'm about Are to you sure? on your
1: face. Are you it was sure?
3: Like <laughs> Go for it. We've talked about it. Go I just ahead. have
1: to figure out how to say it nicely, though. That's no, all. No, it, I, I could start off by saying... One of the reasons I'm still attracted to Alex after all these years is the same thing. He is—his interests vary. And again, he's incredibly smart. He always brings something new to the table, new ideas, um, new—I was reading this article. I read this book. I was looking up this online— for me, that fulfills that um, intelligent conversation that fulfills, keeps it going for me. Cause him and I could sit and have intelligent conversations for hours and, mm-hmm. um, or talk about them, you know, cause we do share that, um, love and passion for mental health issues and helping people with mental health issues in our own and so it's like you know so that kind of keeps us going as well so like i th- i truly believe part of that ADD is what makes me so attracted to him i could tell you my very best friend in the whole entire world is also an adult who is just recently diagnosed ADD. So I don't know. Maybe I just have a thing for people with ADHD. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, she's my bestest friend. Same thing. Everything's it's always interesting. It's always new. It's always fresh. Um, but there are a lot of challenges for sure, especially when it comes to parenting. Um, I don't even know. Oh, I could tell most recently we were talking again, I think before we started recording, um, that we're seeing in my five year old son, our five year old son, very similar to behaviors from I mean, Alex. It, it, they are. It, this kid is Alex's mini me. The way he thinks, the way he looks, the way he acts—his little brain vacations already. Speech. And
0: it, it's, it's too bad this isn't video because the oh. look on Alex's face as you were saying that—it was just the. Uh, yep. yeah,
1: it's true. It's true. It's
0: true. <laughs> it that the that the corner squeaky? of his lip was kind of like curled up.
1: Like uh. <laughs> he knows. That's about right. He yeah. knows. So I think. I sometimes see Alex get extremely frustrated with our son, with some of the attention yeah. stuff and, and two, he's five years old. So there's different too. Right. Yes. I see Alex get really frustrated with Lucas and his, um, you know, trying to keep him on task when Alex wants him to do something on task. And Lucas is like, yeah, okay. You know, and I, I see a lot of the frustrations of things I know bother Alex about himself he outwardly puts it on our son, mm-hmm. and that's really frustrating that's as a mom to see.
0: As a uh, you know, as a dad, ADHD with a kid who's uh, yes. not not too far off of an age as as your son, how how do you feel about like when you find yourself getting frustrated with your son?
3: How do I feel in
0: uh, like so like either in the moment that it's happening or or
3: afterwards in reflection? To be completely honest. In the moment, like, I realize I I have a, I have a, like, I know, like, almost right after you do it, I'm like, okay, that was not cool. That was not something that should be allowed to be done. Like, not like in a super negative sense, but just, I should have chosen a different route. Yeah, super um,
0: gluing his uh, his shorts to the chair. Yes.
3: Yeah, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> You're never going
0: to get the shorts off of the chair. I mean, he can get out of there, but yeah. the shorts are there No, forever. but that
3: quick, that, that quick biting anger. Reactive. I feel like, yeah. um, I almost feel like it's like a, it was like, I clawed him or something and he's going to have a little scratch on his face and I just want to iterate that I do not, <laughs> there's no physical altercations we're, going on here. This is yes. <laughs> a metaphor. Um metaphor. But, I will say it's the hardest part for me, uh, the part, the most emotional part for me is usually the reflection of it. It's built up over time and that becomes a source of, there's uh sadness and regret and striving to forgive myself for certain things and know that I can be better the next time that particular thing happens. So I think I, I trust I trust myself that I'm going to work on it and consciously improve myself. And I accept that it's going to happen uh here and there. But I'm just hoping that that the the uh, uh frequency at which it happens and the intensity over time dwindles because I'm being conscious of it and trying to make positive changes, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Alice, when you when you see uh Alice can frustrated like what what do you do how do you kind of do, do you jump in to give him space do you like how, how do you interact with with that sort of situation
1: space for sure i think you know because there's no there's not a lot of um i know it's like emotional reaction so it's like uh we get into it like if it's just towards my son or something i i might get then emotionally reactive towards a reaction you know yeah. so it because it's it because it's hard because it's like if I think if anyone's going to be there to be a positive influence on him, if he does end up having being diagnosed, it's like, OK, well, daddy has it and daddy's successful. And so like you're going to be successful, too. You know, it's like he's going to I want him to be his number one fan, you know, like or his number yeah. one supporter because Alex and I had this conversation. I know this is a little off topic, but we've talked about like I understand Sometimes I get frustrated with Alex because it's always the ADHD symptoms are is a deficit. This is a deficit. Something's wrong with me or something. This is wrong or I shouldn't be this way, a normal thinking person. And that just like bothers me at times. Like I could never imagine what it's like, but it bothers me because like I said, I see a successful man yeah. with family a master 's level educator my like I said my best friend same thing she 's so dynamic and people love her and she 's got a master 's degree I see success 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 yeah. i don 't know the daily every single day struggles, but I hate the negative self talk stuff because i 'm like, come on, like look at you, mm-hmm. look what you've accomplished yeah, like, you, you know uh, so yeah. what's
0: going through your mind because i'm I'm looking at you and it seems like you're you're kind of choking back some emotion she
3: does it uh, there yeah there's some I don't think I've the hardest thing for me is to get, have her understand what's going on inside my brain. It, the the stuff that comes out and it's like with any person, any person has their inner stuff and in their outer. Mm-hmm. I think for, for me and also I'll, I'll speak for myself, but I think ADHD in general, I think there's a complexity there that there's this inner voice, the itty bitty shitty committee um, the inner asshole. I'll just keep on saying it because it's what router. it is. And it is, yeah, <laughs> it's really, it really grades on you and then um, it's negative. It's like, tell me oh, you can't do that. And then you do something, right? Well-intentioned and then it doesn't work out the way it's supposed to and you're like, oh, I make a conscious effort and I get past the itty bitty shitty committee and then there they are right at the end of the road again. Didn't work out and you know it just kind of comes back i don't know if this is making sense but it's kind of like i don't know i i i get upset i get most frustrated when i can't get her to understand the level of frustration that's in me and i and i can't get it like i just can't get it out like i can't even explain it now like it's just the intensity it can be very
0: what intense. do you how do you try to to explain it
3: uh, well, that's a, an interesting question. Cause like, if I, if the explaining happens in the moment, it's a little, it can be a little intense. It can be very emotional. And later on, if we, we discuss it later on, she always has open, Ellie always has open ears and, and listens and sensitive and, and caring person. So she listens and, and empathizes with me when I do share, like, this is what's going on. And like, this is how I was feeling in the moment. So I I can't remember the question you asked me, honestly. <laughs> let
0: me let me ask you this and and maybe I'm making an assumption. It sounds like when when Alex when when ADHD is winning yeah. <laughs> with Alex, um it sounds like you don't take it personally, or do you?
1: That is an interesting question because I don't take his actions personally, but the reactions is how is is what i do take personally i continually say i i won't i i don't like to be talked to in that reactive i know that anger is towards himself but it's coming outward towards everybody else and i will never really be able to accept that especially when it comes to my small children because that's mama bear kind of comes out and i know like i said i know it's not it's not mean-spirited or it's not you know you know or anything like that but it's still that's something that i'm still having we're, we're still accepting we're still working on okay. kids kids complicate things a lot yeah. so it's just a different world when now you have kids
0: yeah so outside of the uh, sort of this i guess the two two issues There's the when when alex was emotionally yes um you know r- responding or reacting um and you know is Brain is kind of being hijacked, uh, you know, at that moment yeah. um, and the other stuff, the stuff that like he forgets to do or the yeah. he maybe gets into uh, hyper focus for a couple hours while he should have been doing something else. Are you able to to sort of separate that and and understand that that's like stuff he's working on? Um,
1: I think so. Yeah. I think so for the most part. I think I've gotten better and more understanding, and our communication has gotten yeah. better with that. Um, yeah. Of course, there's daily annoyances and things like that, but I don't, I don't think I get down to like I think I'm pretty understanding about that stuff.
0: Yeah. And, and the reason I ask, um, you know, I think that uh, the couple months ago when we had um uh the the episode we had another couple uh here i think that those kind of episodes are helpful for for the non-adhd spouse to to hear because i think that that sometimes it's like the the non-adhd spouse also needs some to, to understand how do i understand this adhd that my partner has and you know and I don't think that we should be using ADHD as an excuse. It is not an excuse. It is an explanation for the challenges mm-hmm. we're having. Yes, right. Like yes. And um, and anytime uh, Alex says, um, "Sorry, I have ADHD. I can't do that." You have my permission. Just punch him in the arm. All right.
3: Um, yeah. No, I've no, told you that. Like, yeah, just, uh, yeah.
0: No, because we want to be you know let's identify yeah. what the the yeah. source of the challenge is. Yeah. But then let's start problem solving and figuring out how yeah. how to address that in a constructive way so i guess my my question is how do we go from probably so we're not in the the blaming role Mm -hmm. and and engaging in more constructive problem solving Mm -hmm. how do you guys do that
3: um i think honestly it's more we we've gotten to a point in our marriage where we understand that letting the emotions out is probably like in the moment is actually not is pretty good to do (laughs) you just kind of do it and then You you sit on it and you reflect and then you you reflect individually and you reflect with each other and that's basically kind of how we we run and we're we're pretty good at doing that. I can count maybe one or two nights ever where we went to bed like angry at each other, but or like uh, with negative emotions and we handled it probably the, the next morning. You know, so we've always been pretty good at. Handling that stuff, it's communication. Really, is the, yeah. the working through it. How do you guys
0: weather the those emotional storms?
3: Well, I time
1: apart, <laughs> time apart. Yes, <laughs> with our well, friends. Good. actually, yep. you know yeah. what I do.
3: I often and and Ellie, Ellie knows I do this. I, I say, if you need time today, if you need an hour or two, take a time. Go get a pedicure. Mm-hmm. Go do what you got to do. I'll be with the kids, and you know, I'll take my kids somewhere. We'll go out to eat or something and um, go to the park or go to the pool. And I mean,
1: I love, I mean, of course, yeah. we value all four of us together as a family, yeah. but, but yeah. when we each need our own time to recharge, we think yeah. we're pretty respectful. Like, okay, I'll take them to the park. And yeah. then when we get back, you could take them to dinner. Like, we're just having one of those days. That way we can yeah. have our own personal recharge time.
3: And actually, that's more, that we do that proactively as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. If we sense, we have a pretty good sense of when this these things are going to rise up. Like my son just started kindergarten this two weeks ago, and we we knew we anticipated a lot of the emotion, and it was hard, um, but we, we made sure that each person was getting their time to decompress and and do the you know relax. You know, I do my mindfulness or. Um, fantasy football or whatever it is I do to just kind of relax and read. So, and that's kind of how we weather that storm in a way um, and work through it. And I think each time we come out, that's, we've, that's how we've kind of grown um, in that regard.
1: And being willingness to change, you yeah. know, change your own behaviors to help your spouse as well. Like I am, never thought of myself as a bossy type person until I became a mother and my I realized my spouse has ADHD but he's I it was I was so like my personality I was just so dead against he just said just when you leave today because he's a teacher so in summers I'm still working part-time and he's home just make me a list just make me a list of the things you want me to accomplish I was like okay you know but then I like writing out the list and like at first I was really like resistant i'm like oh, i don't have to tell him i have to write a list to like make him remember to do this like i mean it's right in front of his face you know or like uh you know or i'm like i don't want to be like that wife that's like bossing my husband around like do a b c d all before i get home like i don't uh, like i just like i, I S- hate I-S, that yeah. you know but now i finally accept it like all right yeah. I, okay i can It'll do the done. list
0: help us sort of understand how you got from where you were on that to to where you are now
1: I don't know. I think, uh, honestly, uh, my background in mental health, um, understanding that people's minds work differently Mm -hmm. and process differently. And I feel like as a nurse, too, I've always, my personality has been always very compassionate and caring. and, And I'm more a listener than a talker, and I've always have been. So, you know, it's like... I there don't, there's lots of challenges, and we still have challenges all the time, but slowly and surely through good communication and giving each other space when we need it. And you know, I think we're doing really well with it, managing everything. And this way, when he said he wanted to do your group, I was like, I don't know what it is, but sure. Yeah. Go for it. (laughs) If it's going to make you a better husband, better person, and maybe show, help my, my son manage some of his symptoms. Yeah. Go for it. Do whatever.
3: (laughs) And I I just want to say that I recognize fully that I consider myself um, pretty lucky to have as somebody with ADHD, someone who can be thoughtful, caring, about me and an understanding of the fact that you know mistakes are going to be made and she's willing to stay around so it's like it's not I don't take it her for granted let's put it that way because there are days um and it's usually when I'm having thoughts about some of the behaviors maybe I exhibited towards my son or whatever like that I'm like I I'm pretty blessed person in that regard to have somebody that understanding because I know for a fact Um, You know, all the statistics say that people with ADHD, their marriages, are less successful in relationships. I think a good
0: strategy to
3: decrease that stat is to tell all the people with ADHD that stat,
0: and then their oppositional nature is going to kick in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah? We're going to work on this marriage. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're going to throw the dope. Give me
3: the dopamine. We're going to get the
0: dopamine. (laughs) <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, actually I didn't think of that. That's a good <laughs> that's, that's funny. True. Uh my
0: my uh my wife and I are are um the, the one disagreement that we've had since the, kind of the time we've met is I think I'm the lucky one and she thinks things she's a
3: lucky one. Um, um, I'm right though. I'm yeah. definitely the lucky one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah.
3: No. You know, yeah, I think you probably know what I mean. I mean it's 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 kinda yeah, you have to pinch yourself some I have to pinch myself sometime. And be like, you know, this could be way different for me.
1: What's interesting yeah. for me too, uh, is like my family. None of my family has ADD or yeah. familiar with ADHD. So some of Alex's behaviors, especially when we're tired with the kids. I mean, we have two young kids. I mean, yeah. past five years have been filled with sleep deprivation and all sorts of not very pretty qualities and then so it's like it's been interesting i've had to educate my parents you know as much as alex is willing to share like just kind of like explain to them because they have no they can't understand it
0: do you ever feel like you have to defend
1: alex with your family my parents love alex (laughs) and luckily not too much maybe sometimes (laughs) like why didn't he come like let's a good example my brother uh, and his girlfriend came by last weekend and we were going to go swimming in the pool one last time before it, it closed. And Alex uh, started the school year so busy. It was a Saturday. I'm like, and again, it was just one of those days. I said, Alex, I'll take the kids with over my parents swimming, go home, do what you, you know, stay home, do what you got to do so that you're more yeah. present for me when we get back because yep. we were doing dinner and we did that and my parents were like, well, why isn't Alex here? Like uh, they they were kind of like put off. I'm like, no, like he he needs, he yeah. needs this. That he's not going to be present. Yeah. He's going to be miserable. Yeah, would yeah, would. He wouldn't be present, you know, mentally if he were here. So this is the better choice. And then they're like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm like, all right. You know. Yeah. Let
0: me ask you this. I think that there is a, this, this dance that we do uh, when, especially when, when one person has a d h d and the other doesn't yeah, um, between being supportive and accommodating mm-hmm. and enabling how do you guys sort of uh how do you tango with that?
1: I can say that uh like I said, I've yeah. again, going back to having two young kids, my mind, my energy, everything right now is them. I cannot peel mm-hmm. away. So it's I don't know if you want to or say the question again for me. Yeah. So the
0: one of the thing, and, and I'm speaking for myself, speaking in, in conversations that I've had and with uh, coaching group members, when a, a couple has a a you know a supportive marriage, when, when the, the yeah. person without ADHD is really supportive and accommodating, yeah, there's this weird thing where we feel like so grateful. That we're like not shamed, that we're not meant to feel bad, yeah. And we also sometimes feel crappy for being let off the hook too
3: much. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs>
0: yes. Okay, now mm-hmm. I get it. Yes. Mm-hmm. How, so, how, how do you guys? Uh, how do you guys deal with
3: that? Well, I think I don't know. Valley really speak to that though. I don't know. I, I kind of experienced that feeling like. Oh man, anybody else who did these things or whatever, are they am I getting a reprieve here? Or is that you know? Do I deserve it? Like, do I deserve a reprieve more than somebody else without ADHD? Like when she forgives me for a certain thing, is this in that regard kind of? Or
1: I think I'm pretty. I want to say oh, no. tough, but I think I don't let you off the hook. No, you much. don't. No, the emotional stuff is different. The other stuff. Is like being a partner, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, okay, I just did A, B, C, and D to get all the stuff we need to get ready for kindergarten registration. Like, I can't handle this text. You take them for the eye exam. Here's the date. Yeah. You take them. I can't deal with, you know, you take them for this, you know. I'm getting better myself as uh, working on my own boundaries. And that's something I've been working on because. Again, being a young mom and then, you know, you want to take on everything yourself and do it your way. And I personally have worked on boundaries, which have been very helpful to me. That it doesn't have to be my way. It could can, can be his way, you know. I might finish the project a little bit. Alex is really great at doing a project ninety-five yep, percent. So, so, so good it's at reported. it. And that five percent I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's on tape.
0: Wait with, with with my wife and I, the, the general idea is, is like when I'm cleaning the kitchen, hmm. that I'm going to clean the kitchen really well up to about 95%. Yes. And then I don't see that other five percent. Oh. Like I think I'm done. Yeah. But, and then she's like, What about the, the big mix? bullets. I'm like, yeah. I didn't even see the mixing bullets. You know <laughs> I it. I got it. Yeah. And so it's like instead of like arguing about that, it's, it's like I'll do the 95%. She's a cleanup crew that just finishes it or just points it out and, and yep. uh, uh, we also uh, we do something we call the game in quotes or it's just basically like I don't have to use my executive functions as much to decide what needs to be put away she just says alright go put that away uh-uh. I'm right, back and then go put that and it, and it works and yeah, just calling it the game supposed to make it more fun
3: Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel like it's kind of like (laughs) to-do list, but more fun.
0: (laughs) Uh, I feel I'm more playing the role of a doer than than director of this game. So whether I might need to renegotiate this game. Yeah, pretty. (laughs) it's interesting you say that
3: because I think that's one of the reasons that I like to have the list, because that is one less executive function I gotta deal with. And that like somebody direct, it's a simple following is not a difficult thing for me to do. If I'm uh, obviously attending to it, you know, I think that it, it's a relief. It almost offers respite to that, that, uh, executive function thinking about what I have to do. Oh, somebody's telling me, okay, just do it. So, and back to the other part, I think Allison does a tremendous job of balancing empathy for my disorder or the, you know, and holding me accountable. Um, and I think vice versa. I think we do a pretty good job of, of doing that.
1: I remember you had, there was some task, like, and I could tell it was like, I don't know, it was some like small little project around the house or something. And I w- gave it to Alex at the end. of the, For some reason, you know, I was had done so much and I gave it to Alex. He's like, well, I don't get it. Like, how should I? And he was like wanting me to tell him how to do it. And I said, Alex, you have a master's degree. I have a lot of faith that you can figure it out by yourself. <laughs> you know, like it might take some more time, but I have a lot of faith you can figure it out. <laughs> what, what was the task? I don't remember. I don't, I don't even remember. It was I something think a horrible. lot of
3: that, though, is, um, oh, uh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Oh, yes. he's got
1: about you'll never, five thousand.
3: You'll never believe this, but that alarm is alarm I never turned off, and that is for my arc group. That would usually start at three o'clock.
1: Oh. <laughs> so
0: so uh, so you th- is that why you showed up late? Because it's three fourteen right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it went up there. Oh, then <laughs> weren't the three thirty? It was three thirty, right?
0: All right. Let, let's let's take that interruption to actually uh take a break. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, and when we come back, I actually want to um dive a little bit more into uh talking a little bit about the coaching group. And but I'm really actually looking forward to Allison talking to you about what you observed with Alex going to the coaching group. All right. And we will be right back. Join us this Thursday, October 4th, for the kickoff of our winter coaching group sessions early registration. This is a group registration event. If you want to just learn more information about the coaching groups, you can also attend. There is no obligation to sign up for the group. We will spend the first hour or so going over all the details about the group, answering your questions, and having a conversation with each other. And then... If you like what you're here and you're ready to sign up and you want to take advantage of the early registration and discount where you can save $150 off the cost of registration, then go now to coachingrewired.com and RSVP for this event. That's coachingrewired.com.
2: Not just skills, but a
0: structure designed specifically for people like you who have ADHD. That's coachingrewired.com. Support for ADHD Rewired comes from patrons who show their support by going to patreon.com slash ADHD Rewired and giving a monthly financial contribution. Patreon is kind of like the NPR model where listeners can show their support because they value what they hear. And I'm asking you to show your support for this podcast, especially if you've been listening for months or even years. And like your favorite NPR station, ADHD Rewired is not going to go away if you don't contribute. But with your financial contribution, we will put your money to work for you. And with your support, we can continue to grow the ADHD Rewired team, which will help us create more content and reach more people. Become part of the ADHD Rewired community of supporters on Patreon. Go to patreon.com ADHD Rewired and give an amount that makes sense for your financial situation. And if you're not in a place where you can give, another great way to support us is by leaving an honest rating and review on apple podcasts or any other podcast app that supports reviews or by telling a friend your therapist a coach or by telling people at your next adhd support group meeting our next patron only zoom chat with me will be on thursday october 25th at 1 p.m central time it's adhd awareness month Make this the month that you support ADHD Rewired. Go to patreon.com slash ADHD Rewired. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. That's patreon.com slash ADHD Rewired. And thanks. Join us next week for our monthly live Q&A. Join me and Brendan Mahan from ADHD Essentials, our other podcast, as we answer your questions live. We do this every second Tuesday of the month at 1030 a.m. Pacific, 130 Eastern. This is a great way to be a part of the community. To register for our free Q&A, where we'll answer your questions, help you with your challenges, go. To adhdrewired.com slash events. That's adhdrewired.com slash events. We'll see you there. <laughs> and we are back. So um, before the break, we were uh, sort of talking about how we accommodate uh, each other in, in relationships, um, uh, you know, being supportive, holding each other accountable. Um, and, uh, but also with not enabling. So Alex, you were in the the 12th season, right? Of, uh, of the coaching and accountability groups. Um, 12.3 is the place to be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, so maybe do you want to start a little bit about sharing maybe why you joined?
3: Yes. Uh, the exact reason I joined is because, um, I had the, like, Medication thing down, but I never really took care of the um behavioral aspect the co- like the cognitive the thinking part of it, and what do I do to get things done and and uh lead I already have a meaningful life, but what can I do to take it to the next level like I see other people doing um and I think that was kind of the reason behind um, joining the group that, you know, that probably is this about it right there. Yeah.
0: And what, what, um, what were some of your kind of big takeaways
3: from the group? The biggest takeaway I have, um, it was the planning aspect was kind of is, was viewing taking, <laughs> taking, uh, 10 years down the road and be able to bring it down to what do I do today? Um, and going through that process. And like, I was familiar with it before, um, but um it kind of I don't it took it took away the theory, and we actually practiced uh bringing it down and figuring out um bringing from the month to the week to the day. It took a long time for me to do, but that really helped a lot, and it's helped me be more productive at work and um just better in many other things so.
0: Alison, I saw you kind of nodding as uh, as he was talking. So, have, have you seen him do some of this?
1: I've seen him write in a notebook a lot. No, I'm just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I think he told me what I liked about. Like I said, I've uh, kind of separated myself from this for Alex mm-hmm. a little bit. Like I said, I've never listened to a podcast, nothing like that. So it's like um, for him, though, I know. It helped him feel a lot better knowing other people think the way he does. And I think that was a huge piece for him, um, even a little self-confidence-wise, like, okay, like, I'm not the only one who feels this way, who deals yeah. with these things. Like, it's, it's, you know, I think that was very helpful to him. And How, I, how did he see that play out? Um, excitement for the group. No, I'm talking about different topics or you know just like things you learned or you know um you know things like that and even just saying like oh it just feels good you know to do this so you know, and I could be totally honest with myself and you. Say like, oh, of course, I was so annoyed sometimes. Like, oh, you got group again? Oh, You know, like you this. Like it's summer. Like <laughs> it's kids, three like, days of a week. Yeah. Like oh my, You know. So it's like <laughs> it was like it, it was a little inconvenient. You mm-hmm. know, at times. So that was like got I got my fair share of being annoyed and frustrated and uh, things like and not exactly knowing what he was even doing. But I think if you feel if he feels like it's good for, you know, I know you're saying a lot of the work stuff is what kind of helping him towards. And like I said, that confidence and that sense of normalcy, then that's, hey, I'm for it. Yeah. yeah.
3: There was two other reasons too a the empathy reason was I did want I, I have people in my family who have it and I've had that empathy from them. Um, but. I being around another group with it, I was like, This is, this seems like this could be pretty good. I didn't know what to expect, but that definitely played into it. And I forget the second reason.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> when, you said, when you said there was two things, that my first thought was, let's see if you could rub it uh, Nope.
1: <laughs> nope. It, had, it had something
3: to do with completing things. And I, of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so what were some of the, the specific, if you, if you can think of any specific changes that you saw, or is it more... I don't know, like an internal process for you. I'm, I'm just trying to. I want to try to help listeners, and um, I know you guys are just one couple out. You're just one yes, person, yes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, did were there any things that you noticed uh um differently from kind of before being a part of this uh, in the coaching community and, and after?
1: It's really it's really hard for me sure. to pinpoint actually because I think. I know I said this a million times, it's just like life at our house is just so chaotic and um, just a summer vacation and instead I'm working and I had issues at my job and it's like I was so focused on everybody else that like Al- this was Alex's, I want to say like a fun thing, but it was his like, <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but it was like, yeah, it was like it was his thing that, you know, I know he was working on self-improvement and he didn't quite like he wouldn't come home and like, or like share every sort of detail or everything with me. Um, he shared actually very little about it. All right. So uh, I was a little more internal.
0: So yes. uh, so, so Alex. Um, yes. <laughs> the, the things that you, uh, you got from the group that you've never shared with your wife. Here we go. Yes. Yeah. What, what do you want to share with her?
3: Okay. So I get up, I, I started getting up early in the morning and my, she knows. Oh, this. Yes. This is one of the things I started doing. I learned from you that sleep hygiene is getting up at the same time every day. So I do that. Um, and I'd like to say that I get up at the same time every day and I do my planning at the same time every day and do it consistently. I don't, but I will say this. When I do do it, it definitely, definitely improves my day, my week. Um, I'm able to look at, I use. I started using Trello and Trello lets me visualize mm. I can move one from thing from a month column to the week column. Um, so in that regard, being able to organize my goals, bring it all the way down from sky high down to the ground and be able to work on that thing for that day, um, that is definitely something um, that has shifted for me.
1: That's been something uh, huge that I've noticed too is the same thing. you, you When you wake up then and you're already... Have yeah. some of the to do things off your list. When yeah. the kids wake up maybe an hour, an hour and a half later, you're much more present and able to relax and just be present with them and that is huge. you get an sure. hour to an hour and a half before your kids wake up?
3: Sometimes uh, lately, the actually lately it's actually <laughs> gone down. There was yeah. one more and I think I got like there was more I got really lucky. It was like two and a half hours. In the morning, it was pretty amazing. I said there was probably some more fantasy football going on that morning. enjoy that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. I I
3: don't take that for granted. I see you're you're
0: doing more planning.
3: Doing more planning. uh, And and
0: you've noticed the impacts of that.
3: Um, The accountability group um, is probably, I I think I've got to the point now, because we've had it for so long, that I started kind of like, it's it's there. I I, kind of take it for granted right now. But when I reflect, I'm like, you know, this, I, not everybody has this. So it was, you know, the small. Are you talking
0: about your team, your accountability team? team? Yeah, Yeah. my
3: accountability team, the the small group we had, um, and how we still stay in touch. We still meet um, weekly. Um, Lately, you know, we've had to juggle some things, but um, we we stay in touch and we kind of hold each other accountable and support each other. Um, That, that, in that regard, that was, that was the highest value that I still have mm. uh, tangible value I have from it. So, um, and then, you know, the, the alumni group too, but that's, of course, it's everything, but it is, uh, that has been really cool too, because it's just an extension of these great minds of sharing ideas and problem solving with each other. So.
0: Belson well, over the last 10 years or so, what are some of the, the things that you've have been learning about ADHD?
1: I could say, uh, well, hmm. so this is a tough question. I think it's different, obviously, reading something in a book or Mm -hmm. just meeting somebody and then seeing it play out the day to day. I know I struggle with this. I, I feel sometimes I'm very empathetic and patient, but. Not every day I'm not Mother Teresa here, you know, so it's like you know some of that stuff is like it ebbs and flows it's, it's marriage is this roller coaster it's like yeah. sometimes some months are real good, and I could be more understanding and or you know, and some months are you know just I just get so frustrated uh still like even still about it, you know, and like but him having it i'm sorry him having it is um i don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I read a book think, on
3: it. And I read I had, you know, uh, ADHD. Yeah, I
1: read uh, the ADHD marriage. I forgot Melissa
3: love Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. And I remember, well, I was hoping Alex would read it too, but <laughs> that hasn't it's, happened It's an
0: audio book, you
3: know?
1: Yeah. It's really, oh, I I, did, that's how okay, I, I just to, and to from emphasize work, that's air. what I did.
3: I'm very <laughs> proud that my wife did that. And I'm very happy that my wife did that. I was not aware that it was for the other side of the marriage as well, and then, now that I say that out loud and I realize it's pretty obvious, <laughs> it's probably for both sides. So I will give that a listen as well. And I will say um, after Allison read that book, um, of which I was quite grateful, um, because I know many people who aren't as fortunate to have somebody willing to do that. Um, I did notice a shift in her mindset, um, toward the ADD. I think, um, it, yeah. be, be, uh, there was more understanding and, and, uh, I want to say empathy. I wanna
1: say um
3: acceptance. Accept yes. That's probably because the Because
1: yeah. understanding was a little bit there. Um I love you, obviously. So there was you know, there was yeah. that. You know, so said. it's like <laughs> But yeah, that's always a good thing in marriage. Um <laughs> But it, it it was the acceptance. I'm not like I said, I'm not gonna forgive you or like not yeah. hold you accountable or enable you. I'm you know, I I just it's always been a pet peeve of mine where it's like, yeah, my ADHD or my bipolar or my depression or my anxiety, you know, like anything, you know, as like uh, you identify so much with that's who you are, which I get, you know, um, but, you know, it's it's helped me with some of the things that, okay, like, these are not all things that can be controlled or be mastered in a way that mm-hmm. I think it should be. You know, it's it's an acceptance thing. Yeah. With some of these behaviors, I yeah, I say. definitely
3: yeah, after you read that, I definitely notice a change.
1: I should read that again.
3: I should, I should read, read it the same I time. I should read it the first
1: time. <laughs>
0: you know, and you were you were saying earlier, Allison, about um uh, like there was these good good periods in a marriage, and and, and I think it's it's there was um, before my wife and I got married, which is about ten years ago. My, my wife's uh, uh, grandfather. Said, uh, said to me that, you know, in a marriage, it's not just, you gotta think about the long-term things. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, you're gonna have good years and bad years in a marriage. And I think that when we, it's important to think about that because when you have ADHD, like, you want everything now, if not sooner, right? And I think that especially with ADHD, we have a, a, a now bias. And meaning that, like, however we are in this moment, We think that that's kind of how we've always been and that's how we're always going to be. So whether we're doing good or we're kinda of having a hard time, there's this like part of us that thinks that's this is how it always is. Mm-hmm. Would, would you there's agree? now and
3: there's not now. <laughs> that's
0: it. So I think it's just an important thing to to sort of look at the the long term for anyone mm-hmm. who's who's listening who's struggling with in, in their marriage, um, you know, with that that relationship with the yeah. three of the, uh-huh. the, the two people on the ADHD. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh it's it's a balancing act, and it's a dance, and sometimes you're gonna step on toes, and what do you do? you say sorry,
1: yeah.
0: um, but how is he at apologizing?
1: getting better we'll say that I'll say that recently, yeah, yeah, getting better he's always yeah
3: it's uh that's a tough one, yeah, that's a tough one <laughs> that that's that's that uh <laughs> that's that itty bitty shitty committee too. It's like you know you could have not had me do that well, you know, act like that towards my wife or say that or it's like, it's almost like I have the anger toward myself uh, there and then I know I did something wrong and then now I, I'm also feeling bad for my wife because I said something or I said something to my kid. So the apology is just that it's just, I have to, I really have to process it first I, and usually it's usually the next day I do it. Um, but and
1: I think I, I process think things a lot differently than he does too, which is really hard sometimes because when we get into a fight or something, he wants immediate resolution immediate yes. okay, let's just yeah. do, okay, we apologize I'm done, it's over, like it's forgotten about I hang on to things, mm. and I just can't it's like okay, logically, I understand everything, I forgive you, but I'm still pissed like and that just lingers for me sometimes, yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. that's hard for us sometimes because. Logically, like I said, everything we talked about, it's worked out. But the feelings for me are still residual. They're still like laying around. So sometimes and he just like, well, what's wrong with you? We talked about it. And I apologized. Well, well, no, like sometimes it's still, yeah. you know, for me, that's something that I have a hard time or we have a hard time meeting eye to eye after an argument
3: yeah. like that. I, yeah. And I and I wait till because another ADHD thing for me is. Those emotions that get in there, it's just like they like lodge, they wedge themselves in there, and they're like they won't go away, and they're so intense, and that's part of the reason I always want to. can We please just resolve this now, because this we we had this conversation the other day. I go, we need to. Can we please talk about this now? Because I can, I can't, I can't function. I felt like I couldn't function. And move forward with anything because my brain was occupied by this See, intense emotion,
1: yeah, and Alex is like his yeah. reaction, first reaction is emotion mm-hmm. mind is mine is. I go inward and I need to process it internally before I give out my okay. answer. So, like that drives that drives me crazy with him, and that drives I'm sure it drives me crazy with me because I'm like, yeah. okay, I know I'm feeling something strong, and no, it's it negative, but I don't know what it is. You know, it makes
3: me envy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay, but wait, you can do that.
3: Think about that, and then just I, I wish I could do that. I just, I, it's just, it's just I can't. And I know for
0: for me, um, whenever I get sort of flooded with that that a big emotional yeah. response, um, I just I'm not I'm not safe for human consumption. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like I just need to remove myself because yeah. it's uh, and yes. um and it doesn't happen often. But I yeah. recently had a, a, a shift with uh, my wife, and I got like so angry, and it was like not only was I just fully like flooded with that like anger, like like yeah. righteous indignation, yeah. like. Like, yeah. like, I couldn't let it, like, it was like this, like, the best way I can describe the emotion was sticky. Like, I wanted to actually let it go now, and it, like, it wouldn't, and I, so I was, like, good, four hours, I was, like, mm-hmm. uh, so I first got for a drive, not not a smart idea when you're, because, like, road rage feels awesome, and I'm like, <laughs> and I've never, I don't, like, that's not me, but, like, when I was in that place, and then, yeah. so I'm like, oh, wait, I'm playing a Frisbee golf course, and, and I love to play Frisbee golf, so I'm like, let me go, let me go, Play some frisbee golf. Oh, I play like shit, so that just like me piss me off even more. <laughs> um and, yeah. and then I, I came home and I was like and I texted my wife before I came home, I was like, I'm still angry. We need to talk, but not right now. Mm-hmm. Um and uh you know, and it was one of the the first times I think in our whole marriage where I was kind of like was wanting to solve the problem right now and i was like mm. i need space yeah. and um it's probably one of the only times when i remember i yelled at her like and i felt awful about it afterwards and, yeah. and in part of why i yelled at her because she wasn't giving me space mm-hmm. and so and i what i was able to do in that moment yeah. is share with her, like i know like and we we talked everything through and 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 so i know what you did. it wasn't like you weren't intentionally trying to to do the thing that that yeah. you did like right now like my my brain is feeling so flooded with emotion that nothing constructive is going to happen right now right yeah. and i was like mm-hmm. and i was like I, I need space and then she kept kind of going like rehashing something and i lost it I lost it, and mm. and I hated that I lost it. Yeah, because um, I'm I'm not a yeller. Like it's this is not you know I'm a, I'm yeah. a pretty like I can talk about most like I can do difficult conversations. Yeah, I'm a therapist, yeah. right? Yeah, I, no, know, I know. Yeah, you. <laughs> you know, so uh, I guess when when that happened, at, when once I calmed down and I knew that I was like I was on the other side of it. Yeah, I said, you know, I'm I'm grateful that this is actually like this isn't something that that happens often but i just want to remind you know i want to remind you when that happens and i say that i need that space like i i really really need to respect that i need that space
2: that's yeah. mm-hmm. so it's tough
1: i think yeah. we've gotten better over the yeah. past few years uh identifying our, in ourselves when we need to walk away and being able to tell that other person that it is so important absolutely
3: it, and may I just say that adulting in general, <laughs> adulting in general is stressful. Yeah. You know, I, just want, I just want to have a general, I just want to generally empathize <laughs> with all adults and just parents, even not having kids. Um, It's a lot of responsibility. And then you throw in emotions and all that stuff. And it can, it gets over, I think it can get overwhelming. And, um, so I think those and then ADhD can exacerbate it. Um, so I think it's just I think we all need to be empathic with each other and realize, you know we're enough we're we're not we're not what we do all the time we're not we're not things, we're people, and we have emotions and things are going to happen, and at the same time, you know we need to hold each other accountable.
0: I think to that we are we're all doing
3: the best that we can yes
0: um yep. even when our best may be different day to day
1: right
0: right exactly yeah you know, we don't wake up on uh you know on some given Wednesday and say today's the day I'm gonna be an asshole
1: <laughs> <laughs> right?
3: Right. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> well I can think of maybe one person who is that but Never mind. (laughs) so um is there anything else that that
0: we didn't discuss that that you guys want to
3: talk about I don't know I think we touched on parenting um I the mind I guess uh the mindfulness I guess I could mindfulness is really really I guess the way I touched on the sleep I mentioned mindfulness I think I've kind of touched on those Uh,
0: how long have you been practicing
3: my yeah daily for about eight months. Did you start before that in group? the group? It a little was, before, maybe before. yeah, but I'll say this, that was another thing too. That was another thing that I got out of group was I saw other people get really excited about a thing and then they would really work on a thing and practice it every day or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I'll do that too. And it was kind of like this mutual encouragement and, um, I think definitely being in group got me to do that. So, which makes me remember my other reason (laughs) because, uh, my, uh, my classroom changed last year and it was more intensive and I just needed, um, I needed that. I needed something, a third party to come in because me and the other second party like the second party was good and they were supportive but i needed i needed that the empathy part and that's one another reason i did the group and i heard it i'm like oh that's awesome the concept's great and i remember in the interview with with eric i remember saying to you i said oh th- those things going pretty well and you were very proud and you said Yes, uh, this group this group dynamic is going very well and I really like it a lot. And and I will as somebody who has been in the group, the group aspect is really really a positive and different way of approaching the ADHD coaching and uh I think anybody with it should try it honestly.
0: So do I, but that benefits me
3: in, in a lot of different ways. So it's, it's, you know all these things. I know all this. Stuff.
0: It's, it's always better coming from somebody else, right? Yeah, no,
3: but yeah. In all, in all honesty, yeah, that that was really, um, yeah, it was a great experience. And I and I honestly, too, I like that the the format with the administrators. Like, there's you know, you can run the group, and then the admins there. And there's no there's no pushiness to participate or anything like that we understand that there were days where we were all on, there were days where we were all off, there were days where some of us were on, some of us were off, and we just took it as it came. And um, I think that was that was a big piece of it. You were in section three, right? That's right. It was the place to be. Sandra was in your group. Sandra was in my group. I think that uh,
0: it may have been one of the funniest groups we've ever had.
3: I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it was yes. That was it was a very fu- I, that was there was a lot of really good laughs in there and um, genuine moments. And I think it was a, it was a product of the dynamic and and
0: uh, what's so interesting yeah. to me this is now so I'm going into I'm in the end of my yeah. show right now for my 14th season. And so I think I've done thirty something groups, maybe even more than that. Actually, yeah. I think figured it out. Uh, I did a sp- uh, plug this into a spreadsheet uh, a couple weeks ago that in of Nov- or in January of this year, I'll hit one thousand hours of group say. coaching facilitation. Cool. And every group has been so different. Like yeah. e- even within the sea, like there are, there are groups where the, the the main sort of trait of the group is really like productivity focused there's other groups yeah. that are really like self-acceptance focused there are groups yeah. that are more of like trying to figure out social skills focused or and and it's just like it's everyone is so unique and there's no way to like predict that no. it's i mean it's 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 fun, you know it is yeah you know, i i always uh i was wondering like, am I ever going to get bored of this, and I think that as long as I have a oh, mm. twelve people together with I h d i don't think it's, <laughs> i don't think it's possible to get bored of that
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: but um but yeah, so uh, we yeah. were a timely group too we were we were very time. we were very much on time, I remember getting complimented on that as well. we were in as late as some of the other groups
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: no. But well thank you guys so much for for coming out here well, really thanks really for having appreciate us. Yeah, it.
1: thanks for having us for sure
0: Do you want uh do you want people to reach you? What do you mean? Like email anything like that or do you want to
3: Yeah, we people to not bother you. <laughs> no, they can they can reach Yeah, I can they can reach me and fine. Okay,
0: and uh where would you like people to reach you?
3: Oh, uh, that's a good question. Email would probably be best. Okay. Yeah.
1: Which is... <laughs> Oh, I got to share this on the, the, the internets?
3: No, I'm just kidding. Okay. That would be uh, aganderson1 at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Eric. Yeah.
3: All right. Let's, uh, well,
0: cue the banjos and we'll see you next week. This is a public service announcement to all listeners in the U.S. Midterm elections are coming up on November 6th. And this is arguably the most important midterm elections of all time. This is a critical election. This is about social and economic justice. This is about making sure we can still get coverage with pre-existing conditions like ADHD. This is about ensuring a free and appropriate public education for students with ADHD. If you've recently moved, go to the DMV or check your state website to see how to update your address and voter registration information. And if you don't think you'll be able to vote on Election Day, register for an absentee ballot. Yes, your vote does matter now more than ever. You can check to see if you're registered to vote at the website votesaveamerica.com. Make sure you put this intention into action. Mark your calendars. November 6th, go vote. This is Eric Tibbers. Thank you for listening, and congratulations for making it to the end. ADHD Rewired is a more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing, and connection. The website is ADHDrewired.com. You can find summaries and additional resources for each episode. Learn more about the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group and sign up for my email newsletter to get exclusive content that you won't get anywhere else. It's all at ADHDrewired.com. Support ADHD Rewired and help replenish our coaching group scholarship fund by becoming a monthly patron at patreon.com slash ADHDrewired. Different levels of support get different perks. You can give just a buck or three or five bucks a month or more. Every little bit helps. And it's an awesome way for you to let me know that you value this show, the community, and everything else we do. That's patreon.com slash ADHD Rewired. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Tivers. Subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube to see select interviews and other videos I've made. The ADHD Rewired community is now a secret group on Facebook. So that's one less reason to not just be a passive listener, but to be an active member of our community. Fill out our short screening form at our website, ADHDrewired.com. We screen everyone before they join. Podcasts change lives. You can make a difference in someone's life by spreading the word about this podcast. Mention it in your online communities or on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Quora, or wherever you hang out online. And be sure to share it with your friends, your family, your clients, as well as your coaches, therapists, and doctors. If you're a member of Chad or any other ADHD support group, be sure to tell them about this podcast. You can even show them how to download it on their phone or even do it for them. And if you really love this episode, please hit share on your podcast player. I'm only one person, and I count on you to help me spread the message. One of the biggest things you really can do to support this podcast and to help other people discover it is to leave an honest rating and review on the Apple podcast app or on Stitcher or any other podcast app that supports and accepts ratings and reviews. Looking for more ways to listen and learn? Get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at Audible by going to audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Need some ideas on where to start other than Brene Brown's Gifts of Imperfection, Darren Greatly Rising Strong, or her six-hour recorded workshop, The Power of Vulnerability? Then I would recommend The One Thing by Gary Keeler. Oh, and if you by any chance know Brene Brown, please let her know how grateful I am for all of her work and what she means to me and the ADHD community, and that she's welcome I'm show any And in the one in like seven billion chance that Brene, you're listening, please come and be a guest. Thanks. <laughs> this is Eric Tivers reminding you, keep learning, keep growing and keep connecting. And no matter how hard it all feels, remember, we can do hard things.
1: Until next time.